I'm Kelly. I'm Courtney. We are two girls in Ohio, and we have a new microphone again. We're just like, you know what? <laughs> Sisterhood of the Traveling Microphones. We're like, if we could, let's do one more. Let's just see if we could get one more microphone. Well, Jeff informed us last week that volume was not great, so... And uh, he listens habitually, so I take him pretty serious on yeah. his recommendations. Yeah, he was like, there has to be another way. And I was like, oh, Jeff, there's a million ways. <laughs> there has to be another way. <laughs> I was like, we just don't have time for that. Like, we both have full-time jobs. We got partners. We got kids. We got yeah. dogs. Yeah. Listen, we're soon, we're just going to get, you know how you see the videos of people podcasting and they're sitting on the couches with the headsets on and the yes. microphones are just like swing the fuck around the couches? <laughs> That's where we're headed next. I hope so. Because we're fucking, I can't handle the microphones anymore. <laughs> well, I remember listening to the My Favorite Murder episode. It was like one of the first, it was like their 50th episode. Okay. And for that, What's His Face, Steven got them the headset microphones. Oh, yeah. So... Anyone oh. listening out there, it's almost our 50th episode, yeah. so I'm thinking, okay, that's listeners, too. Venmo us yeah, for some microphones. do that. We don't have <laughs> enough. We're like microphone rich over here. Someone's going to have to come set that up, but I think can't. once you set it up, if you write down directions, we could do it again. Yeah. Ugh, We've gonna... just been burned. We've spent too many times setting it up, and then yeah. it doesn't work, God. and then by that time, I'm like, well, the babysitter has to go home. We can't even record an episode it's... now. I have to leave. I've never technology is one of those things though that like really burns your ass. You mm-hmm. feel like your father immediately when something just doesn't work after you've tried so hard and you're like, Well, that was a fucking waste of twenty minutes. And you're nowhere to be found. Nothing, Nothing worse, to show you're for worse it. Worse off because we could have had twenty minutes into the podcast with a bad, with microphone. A bad microphone. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I tell you. I'm really not liking the traffic that's happening oh, again. Dude. It's like picking up. People are yeah. living life. Yeah, they are. It's true. It is. Yeah. And we ran over all over God's green earth because my windshield got a crack in it. Oh, yeah. But like big enough to replace the whole fucking windshield. Ugh. So I had to drop it off. Because did you know, did you know that the technology that's in our car, there's cameras in the front of our car to help like with the sensors? Yeah. That like say, I didn't know it was a camera. And they have to be recalibrated when you take out a windshield, which is hundreds of dollars. And I was like, cool, so I got this nice car, and now I have to fucking do this? I knew that only because remember when Max was going through the, like, three-month trauma of the um, sunroof? Where it wouldn't close. And we literally had a rental car for four months. Because they could not figure out what the fuck was wrong with it. And they're like, if you take one thing out, you have to take everything out. That seems wrong. Okay. Why have we not gone further in technology than that? So, have you also heard, my mom just bought a new car because of this, that, like, good used cars are, like, oh, yeah. so sought after right now yes. because all the stuff that goes into the brand new cars yeah. is, like, outsourced yeah. and we can't get it in yeah. America right now. Uh-huh. So, no one has new cars. Yeah. So, they're, like, if you haven't, so my mom took her car into the dealership for an oil change, like she always does. Her car was, like, 12 years old, maybe. I think, I want to say she got it when Maggie was a junior at OU, so like okay. a while ago. Yeah. And they were like, your car's so nice, like we'd give you like 12 grand for this car or something. My mom's like, seriously, it's like 12 years old. And they're like, yeah, yeah if you trade it in, then we'll give you a good deal on a new car. And she came home. My dad was like, that's the most expensive oil change I've ever <laughs> done for a car. But now she has a brand new car because they convinced her to like trade it in. First of all, your parents are unbelievably reasonable with the cars they drive. Mm-hmm. Second of all... Um, they've been trying to get my car. Yeah. Because it's only a couple years old and yeah. it has really low mileage. And I'm like, hmm, will they, won't they? I go for an oil change tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> well, be prepared. Well, what they I... They got Gail. They got her. I mean, I think what I want next is a Tesla, the SUV. Ooh. So, I don't think... I think that they would be shitty and wouldn't give me very much because I wouldn't reinvest it back with them. Yeah. But, yeah, I think that's my next move. Interesting. Jeff got to you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tesla. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. It's a no-brainer. Yeah. I just needed one that was big enough to fit Mowgli. Yeah. Because the cars can't, you can't fit a yeah. dog in there. Yeah. Reasonably. We are kind of on our last leg of sharing a car, I feel like. Yeah. We were really hoping to make it another year from, like, right now, basically. But I don't, I don't know if we're going to be able to do it. Um, I think summertime is going to push you to your limits. Yes. Because you're way more out of the house. Uh Uh-huh. And then it's just irritating to always have to commute. You, like, 
you have two kids, so you always have to communicate anyways, like, on the seconds. Right. But then having to communicate about one more thing, uh-huh. I think that would probably just, I'd... Send you over the edge? Woo! <laughs> I don't think that's something I could do. I can't believe you guys have gone this long. I mean, to Wait, be you have fair... One, you have one car right now. Did we say that? I'm... Mm, yeah, I think I said the okay. one car situation okay, okay. first. Um, okay, to, I, Max has very much not needed to go anywhere or do anything. <laughs> so I will say that's been nice. Like, he plans nothing. But the one thing that really stinks is like, okay, for example, next week I'm going to try on bridesmaids' dresses for Taylor's wedding. And it's like over on Sawmill. The appointment's at 3. And now I'm like worried like, okay, well, will I have enough time to go there? Trying to dress, get back to pick up the kids because, like, picking up the kids is like the biggest thing. Because if Max really needed, like today he Ubered to golf sure. because it's like, yeah, you just get an Uber, you go to golf. Yeah. It's fifteen minutes from the house, but like, you can't put car seats in someone's Uber and be you like, could, we're gonna go pick up my kids. Yeah, you could, but it's like not that super responsible. <laughs> no, probably so, not. Um, I feel like, um, sorry, um, I feel like you guys. I you have done so good with that. What do you think will be your next thing? We're getting a minivan. Oh wow! I know, I know. I did fight it for a while, but when we rented one to go on vacation last year, it was just. I mean, there's a reason so many people like them. They're so fucking practical. So practical. Sometimes you just gotta be practical. And how much are like they're not that expensive, are they? Or are they? Uh, To be quite honest, no No, idea. No idea. They can't be as expensive as the SUVs. I would say they're similar, probably. Um, But I think it also depends which one you get. And if I did get an SUV, I would do one with, um, like, captain seats. So, But the biggest thing is just the way the doors open. Like, getting kids in and out of a car and, like, even today. Oh, my God, today. Mm -hmm. I picked up Marley and the person who parked next to me parked – Like, within an inch away. And I almost had to tell Marley to sit on the sidewalk so I could move the car so then I could open the door so I could get her in the car and buckle her in. It's a pain. Where, like, those doors just slide and they, like, pop right in. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And they can, like, press the button so they can close the door themselves. Like, Marley's almost to that point where she's, like, following directions and shit. I hear you. I get it. Kaylee and Trent got a minivan. I mean, it's, yeah. Yeah. It is what it is. I'll have some good minivan years, and then eventually I'll trade that in and then maybe get, like, a cool mom car, not just a mom car. <laughs> I think you're going to be like, no, I just – you're going to embrace it for way longer than you need to. I think Max is going to like it. Same reason his dad loved when they had a minivan, because he could take all the seats out. Well, now it's even easier to just, like, fold them down. Mm-hmm. But back in the day, he took them yeah, out. He physically took them out. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that way he could go get, like, lumber and, all like, yeah. for all the home projects. Yeah. Because right now when we do stuff, he has no way to, like, bring like home truck. stuff. Yeah. yeah. With a cap on it. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, it'll be good. There's no problem with it. Yeah. Just aesthetically. <laughs> What'd you um, do last weekend? Oh, um, went to Avon Lake to see Emily. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the boys take a trip from high school. They all go on a trip together. Um, and so we unintentionally um, had started the tradition that the girls would get together when they were gone. Of course. Um, so then Cassie and Kaylee and Mallory came over. Um, and there's so many children. There's children everywhere, but only girls. <laughs> so it was a real live girls' day. That's awesome. Yeah, I got uh, Vivian for her first birthday one of those splash pads. Yeah, Marley has one. Uh huh. Um, so she had a water table out, a splash pad. They were just going living ham. their best yes, life. Living their best life. Yeah. Someone once told me if um, you can't get a kid to calm down, put them in water or take them outside, or do both. Yeah. Which like my kids love bath time. Yeah. My kids just like love being outside in general. And I'm like, I've always remembered that. Yeah, that seems smart. Yeah. If I give you a break, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, What'd you guys do? I got entirely too drunk Friday and Saturday. You don't say. And you know what I think I've come to the conclusion to, which I, I will never live by this, what? but I almost think after 30s, being drunk 
does not outweigh, like the pros do not outweigh the cons of the hangover. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I was worried last night. We went to Jeff and Danielle's and we were going a little hard in the paint. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Just can't drink like we used to. I got to chill out here a minute. Yeah. Friday, we, um, Kim, who does my nails, she yeah. went over to Bryn's house and like Bryn, Allie, Erica, they all came over and we all like got our nails done. Oh, nice. And we just like sat there and drank and it was like, it was really fun. And yeah. I think actually like Allie might go back to Kim, who Kim was like, thanks, I got a few new clients. So I was like, yeah, it's great. And then we went and it was Andrew's birthday the next day. So Max went out with Andrew. And so we went and met them down in the short north. And this is like the funniest thing. So Max was out in the short north with Andrew, like yeah. drinking and Dayon was there too. And some girl comes up to Max and is like, hey, can you take our picture? And Max takes the picture. <laughs> and um, like of a group of girls. And then he like whatever, hands the phone back and she goes, thanks, sir. <laughs> and Max texted me and was like, some girl just called me sir. I was like, yeah, we can't. Sorry. We need to be only certain bars down there. R.I.P. Life but I also was like, that means they felt like you were a safe person. Yeah, yeah. He's I was very like, you probably gave dad vibes, yeah. 100%. Oh, like, so nice, hard. cool dad. Yeah, yeah. Just Easy like, going dad. Yep, take our picture. Hanging Thank out. you, sir. Bye. Yeah. Where's your daughter? <laughs> um, yeah. And then Saturday, um, Taylor had a birthday party for herself <laughs> at her house. And it was like old work people new work people like her family all the guys like so her little brother was friends with a bunch of people from OU like mm-hmm. Jamie mm-hmm. and um Dan and Nate do you remember Nate who's roommates with Joey oh, Nikki's yeah. Joey yeah, yeah. so they yeah. all came because Taylor's brother was in town okay so it was just like a whole mesh of people yeah. that like I hadn't seen in so long it was really nice me and Heather started playing beer pong Oh, shit. We won, like, four games in a row. I was very impressed because every guy was like, oh, the moms. And we were like, yeah, we're going to kick your ass. I was so (laughs) proud of Heather. Heather got really into it. But then um, Taylor and Max became partners. And they're, like, the most competitive people you can even find. And they ended up just, like, literally winning, like, nine games. (laughs) But I was like, good for you, Taylor. It's your birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I threw up that night. I haven't thrown up from drinking in a very long time. I can't say the same, but <laughs> shit. I'm, but my parents, no, no, Max's parents had the kids that night, so at least we like got to like go to bed, wake up, and they weren't there. Thank God. We picked yeah. them up at like noon the next day. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how you do that. Well, then again, so I had a babysitter last weekend, this past weekend, this coming weekend. I was like, Jesus Christ! I swear I like my kids, but you just have a lot. Oh my God! I told. Ugh. Man. What? Nothing. I can't. I okay. sometimes forget. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> um, but I even texted the girl who babysat last Friday is babysitting overnight this Friday <laughs> because we're leaving. Yeah. And then I texted her for like two Fridays from now for Morgan's birthday. Yeah. She's babysitting for Matt and Bryn's wedding later in June. And I was like, I texted her. I was like, Laugh my ass off. I swear I like my kids, but like, can you babysit goes, again no, this time? Come on down. But she's getting married, I want to say August. And I was like, I'm just starting your wedding fund, is yeah, basically no what's shit. happening. Seriously. <laughs> she's like, hell yeah, bitch. I'll take all your money. That's what she's like. I don't care. It's great. They're great. I'm like, all right. You're great. Your money's great. <laughs> Another tip I got once was pay your babysitters well. Hell so yeah. I try to do that because yeah. there's someone else will pay them better and then you lose out and on your best gone. babysitter. They're gone. Yeah. It's true. All right. Let's get into your person. Okay. 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 Um, so I am doing Trevor Noah. <gasps> okay. I have a love-hate relationship with him. Ooh, I'm excited. Okay. So... I'm just going to preface this with he has a book out. Um, I read it 800 times today, what the name of it is. Now I'm not going to remember what it's called because that's the way my brain works now. Born a Crime. So he has a biography out called Born a Crime. If you haven't read it, go do it. I think that's why it's really hard to find information on him. I think that he, like, on purpose must have either taken down websites or, like, kind of gotten around... Like, he put his story very specifically in a book, Hmm. and it's not out there otherwise. Yeah, he's like, go buy my book. Yeah, so, like, everywhere. Like, on his Comedy Central bio, like, anywhere you can look, like, there is not... You cannot find, like, a play-by-play 
of anything. Yeah. And he's not from America. So it's not like you can look up like news stories or Mm -hmm. anything like that because that's just not the case. So prefacing it with that, it's hard to find information. I almost bought his book today because I was like, this is so interesting. Like, I'm curious about more of it because I watch a lot of, I'm such a good teacher. I watched more video clips today on him, like, doing, like, a New York Times, like, reading, and he read excerpts out of the book, and, like, it was really interesting, and it seems like a really, yeah, it's, a ter- it's like, it's terrible, but, like, very informative. Eye-opening. Like yeah. Yeah. I grew up. So, he is 37. Oh, okay. He's younger. I don't, he actually is older than I thought he was. I thought he was more our age. Yeah, so did I. Yeah. He looks good. He does look good. Um, so he was born in South Africa, uh, and he was born during the apar- apartheid. Okay. So, born a crime, his book title is, it was a crime for him technically to be born. Got ya. His dad is white, Swiss descent, and his mom is African black. Okay. So, that was a crime then. Wow. Like, couldn't intermingle races then. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so this is crazy. I guess I didn't realize all of this. And maybe we maybe learned it. And then when you're young, you don't listen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> as I'm a teacher. Um, so apartheid, he describes it as like America is very black and white. Mm-hmm. Like you have white people and you have black people. Like that's about as detailed as we go into it. You don't like look at a person and say, oh, that's a black person. But they have white people hair And they kind of have an Asian coloring. Like, we don't really do that. Yeah. But in Africa during the apartheid, that's how discriminatory they were, is that it was down to, like, your features, your skin color, your hair. It was everything, and it put you in a different category. Hmm. So if you had a husband who had darker olive skin, say he was, like, even Italian, like, just had darker skin, then your kids, if they have that darker skin, would get put in a different category, and he wouldn't even be able to live there. Because there was, like, strict areas where white people lived. There were strict areas where, like, each individual characteristic lived. Wow. Like, crazy. Yeah. Like, that's more, like, that's taking it, like, all the way, like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. So, he was not allowed to live where he actually lived. They lived in Johannesburg, which white or black people were not allowed to live in the city limits but his mom didn't care for one like Mm -hmm. says that his mom did not care about any of the rules or like ever abide by them like it didn't matter to her um she lived at she acted like she was a maid Mm. and was caring for someone's child but it was actually her fucking kid whoa that would probably fuck you up growing up yeah, like she just dressed in like maid's clothes. Yeah. And would take him out in that area and would never, like, wouldn't know. Huh. Crazy? Yeah. Okay, so then on the flip side of it, when he was at his grandma's house, which is his mom's mom, so she's black, she wouldn't let him go play in the street. And when the kids saw him, he was like three years old. When one of the kids did see him outside, they ran away screaming, the grandma said, because they had never seen a white person before whoa and he was like he's obviously he's a comedian yeah and so he was talking to his grandma and he was like i was a white person once (laughs) (laughs) i've never been so honored i was white (laughs) but the grandma talks about how she was super scared because no one he wasn't allowed to be there because he was not black Mm -hmm. according to them so he couldn't be out in the streets because she thought that the police would take him away if they saw him. So he was not allowed to be outside, but she said he was bad and he always went outside. So she always had to like get him back in the house. Um, crazy shit. Yeah, that's um, scary. Super crazy. So he, um, his mom, once again, did not care about what school he was supposed to go to. Because, uh, of course, everything was down like to the, you know, you feed into this school, you do this. She got him into a Catholic school uh, in, like, a nice area on a scholarship. So the majority, everyone he said went there was, like, all different. Like, you had, like, Indian kids, you had white kids, you had black kids. Like, you had any Asian kids, you had everyone there. 
but no one knew. Like, no one was defined by their race there because everyone was different. Hmm. Okay. Which is how I think of my, where I teach my high school. Yeah. But, um, which is very interesting. So, he said he grew up there and went all the way through, I think it was, like, fifth grade. He went to, like, this private school. And it was a really good school. He said all the white kids were rich and, like, they paid for it. But then everyone else pretty much had scholarships and went there. But, like, no one knew your kids. It doesn't matter. You weren't defined by how you looked. You weren't defined by um, how much money you had. You all wore uniforms. Like, no one knew. He was like, yeah. no one was getting made fun of for how what race they were. Right. Like, we were just being made fun of for kid things. So he says that, in a way, like, he was super, super sheltered and didn't understand the world. Because he went to a school like that. Yeah. We would say that his mom was being a good mom and providing him with an education. Right. But, you know. Um, so, he goes then to the feeder... He has to go to public school after that. And I think it's like... It seems like around middle school-ish age is when he's talking, like, maybe sixth grade. Yeah. Um, and he gets to the school, and they consider him white there. Hmm. So, they put... He took a placement test... And he scores, like, crazy high on the placement test. And I'm like, of course, because you were just in a private school getting, like, a good education. And he um, got placed in the A classes. He goes to class. It is him and an Indian kid. Everyone else is white. And he's like, weird. Okay, whatever. He goes to recess, and he was like, literally his words, the faucet just opened up and all the black people came out. He was like, where were all you guys at? How come I didn't see you guys today? Like, where have you guys all been? And apparently there was two classes. They were all in class B. And he, like, quickly figured out that, like, he did not want to be in class A. He wanted to be in class B. Like, there's where his friends were. So he went to the school counselor, and the school counselor was like, no, you you deserve to be in class A. Like, you're not like them. Like, it's a different class. Mind you, this is a lot of years ago, too. Like, yeah, obvi- obviously shit's way different now, and it's in Africa. It's totally different times. But she was saying, like, he was smarter and he was white, so he should be in the A class and he shouldn't be with the B class and that he was, like, throwing away his future if he went to the B class. He was like, yeah, but I want to, so I'm going to. So they put him in the B class or whatever. So it's very interesting, like clearly from a young age, he has been like pretty on top of it, like pretty like yeah. knows what's up. Um, but he compares, let me read this, because it's very, he's, his book, he did a child, uh, a children's version. Oh, okay. And he said, because it's like pretty gruesome and stuff, apparently that he talks about, because it was a pretty bad time, obviously. Right. Um, and he says he doesn't dumb it down or like water it down. Um, but he just makes it, some of the situations, like, simpler. Like, yeah. doesn't as- describe all the detail. Like, doesn't make it as, like, gruesome. Yeah. You know, just, but he said he didn't want to make him, like, he was talking down to them, but he does have a child's version of his book. So he's done a lot of interviews. And one of the things, he has a lot of really good quotes. Um, but when he's talking about doing the kid's book, it's not a kid's book. He just wrote it for adolescents, could read it. Yeah, okay. I would say, like, High schoolers. I don't necessarily know. Maybe middle school. Mature middle school. Early high school. Okay. Yeah. Um, He said, I think sometimes it's nice to have perspective on these issues just so that you understand that it's not a unique problem that one country deals with, but rather an idea that society as a whole deals with across borders. Mm -hmm. And he has a lot of really good things about that. Like, I think especially in the times we live, people get caught up in that what we're going through right now is an America problem. Right. I think people are very stuck on that. That like, this is just America. Like, America's disgusting. Like, eh, no, it goes way back. Yeah. <laughs> way back before America was even around. Um, but he says he, he draws a lot of, like, similarities and differences between Africa and between here. I was trying to interpret what he was saying because some of it I was reading, some of it I was watching. Yeah. And it's kind of hard. Sometimes I don't know exactly what he's he means, like, when he says stuff. Um I don't know how to, because he's not explaining it fully, so I don't want right. to like, misinterpret what he's saying. Um, but I think, if I interpret it correctly, he was saying one of the big differences between Africa and America is that Africa doesn't acknowledge that they used to even have a problem. 
Hmm. He said in America, they're more likely to acknowledge it and say, like, where do we go from here? Yeah. Africa acts like it wasn't a problem and that whatever. Huh. So if I'm if I'm interpreting how he said, like, if that's what he meant. Right. what he said. Um, but he's a very interesting guy. Very fucking successful. Yeah. Uh, one of his contracts for Comedy Central for um, The Daily Show was $8 million. Yeah. For a season. So he's doing all right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, to me, he seems very intelligent. I, some of the problems I have, not like problems, but like when I said I have a love-hate yeah, relationship yeah, yeah. with him. Like I can tell he's really smart and he makes really good points, but then sometimes I think when he's trying to be funny, he's not funny. Oh. Like, I wish he would be more serious and then, like, just throw some satire in there. Where, like, there's times I think he's trying to be, like, over-the-top physical type funny when he's delivering things. And I don't think – because I think Jon Stewart used to kind of be like that in that show. Like, to me, Jon Stewart was way more satirical and less actual – I mean, he gave facts. He never, like, lied. But, like, it was meant to be funny the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trevor Noah, I think he should be just more – speaking about like you know the stories or whatever facts he's giving and then like have some side satire in there but like i'll see commercials and it's just like too over the top and i'm like i just didn't think that was funny yeah do you get what i'm saying no i do i get what you're saying and i also know the difference between the two so that helps if you if you know the difference between them you can understand it which he took over the show and so in my opinion I wish he could just make it what he wants it to be, not yeah. try to be the way that Jon Stewart was. Yeah, and I think that's probably, he probably doesn't have control. Well, he does produce it, so I'm not sure why he wouldn't have control over that. I mean, it's probably one of those things, like, he grew up really liking it, you know what I mean? And, like, yeah. he likes that format, and he likes all that, but I just think, to me, he's more of a, like, I don't know. Not like, yeah. Like, to me, I think he'd be more of a journalist, like, broadcaster, who also happens to be kind of funny. Yeah. Not a comedian. Like, I I guess I don't really picture him as a comedian. A comedian, yeah. I forget sometimes that he is a comedian. And I picture Jon Stewart as a comedian. Yeah. Yeah. It was just their delivery was completely different. You're Mm -hmm. right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, So the crazy thing, though, that happened to him... As to why, I mean, his life was pretty crazy as it is, but his dad um, went away and his mom remarried, and then they got a divorce, and then she remarried again, I believe, and that second husband, she had two kids, or his brothers, and he came back and shot her three times, once in the leg and twice in the head. (gasps) But she lived. Wow. It, like, it just, it didn't hit anything major. And, like, she lived through it. Like, he has, even has, like, a stand-up, he, like, has it in a bit. Yeah. About, like, his brother calling him to tell him, like, his brother's, like, way too chill and way too polite. And has it in, like, one of his stand-up things about it. And it's just, like, the most bizarre thing. But you can't find anything about it. Weird. Because it's all in his book. Right. Yeah. So I couldn't find any of the details, like, surrounding it or whatever. Apparently, the guy went to jail, but for, like, three years. Oh, normal. Yeah, yeah, normal. So, apparently, in South Africa, like, domestic violence is very common. Yeah. And, like, no one does anything about it. Apparently, like, court dockets get lost. Like, just things don't ever happen there. Mm. So, he was hoping that this would, like, bring more attention to it and, like, try and help it. But the guy literally, I believe it was three years. Well, I'm glad she's okay. Yeah, isn't that crazy? crazy? Yeah. Yeah. Wild. Shot in the head twice. I would be like, I'm fucking meant to do something great if I live through that. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, his mom and grandma, like, don't care that he's famous. Like, <laughs> he, he went back. He took the Daily Show back to his grandma's house. Yeah. And still lives in the – she still lives in the same house, like, the same place in South Africa. Like, doesn't even watch him on TV. Doesn't even really know what he does. She's just like, oh, I don't have electricity. It goes out sometimes. And he was like – what? That is funny. <laughs> he was like, so I need to get you a generator? She was like, uh, maybe. So <laughs> when did he come to America? You know, I didn't really find that answer. I think around, like, the early 2000s. Because he starts doing stuff, um, like hosting the late night talk show Tonight with Trevor Noah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
2010 to 2011. Okay. Uh, and he started doing the Daily Show in 2014. So I assume by the time he was a correspondent on the Daily Show 2014, I bet he at least had an apartment here by yeah. then if he was yeah. working that much. Um, but yeah. Interesting. Yeah. His book, Born a Crime, in 2016, like, went right to, like, a, a New York Times bestseller. Um, I wonder if he narrates it. I would listen to it. I think he does. I do believe there's an audio version. I, I do, do like his voice it. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. He's an interesting guy. So, yeah. That's Trevor Is he Noah. married or anything? No. No? No. Mm. Also, things you can't really... He's had, like, two girlfriends in his adult life. And, like, one was before he came to, to America... And one was just, like, some model actress, like, once he was here. But just nothing serious. No no, no press, no anything on it. Very. But, I mean, he's hustling. Yeah. The guy's working. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. So, I thought he was pretty interesting. Nice. I'll have to check out that book. I love those types of books. Yeah. It was. It, there's a lot on him, but it's kind of redundant. Yeah. It's kind of. It's hard to. It's, like, hard to sift through it because. I don't know. I don't know if he's just that good at making sure his life stayed in one spot, but I couldn't fucking find what I was... I couldn't find, like, a timeline. I just had to, like, piece together what I saw. Yeah. Which is fine. I remember it better that way. Anyways. I was going to say, but, you, like, were just telling me the story. Yeah. I, I would have thought why, you read the book. I don't know why my memory's like that. I can literally... I watched it once. Like, I... That, I haven't watched... I don't know. If I watch something, I remember it way better than if I, like, read it, honestly, yeah. which is weird. It's so weird. But... Um, I think he's interesting. That reminded me, I saw this video of this girl, and she was talking about what it's like to be biracial, mm. and she said, she looks, like, in my opinion, she looked more black than she did white. Yeah. Um, but she was lighter skinned, but um, she was working at, a, like, whatever she works, like a retail store. Yeah. And there, um, this, like, white woman came in, and she was, like, talking to her, blah, 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 whatever, and then... This black lady was there, and she went to the cash register, and she was, like, kind of waiting or whatever. And so she, like, said goodbye to the woman she was talking to and then went over to the cash register, and she was like, oh, sorry, ma'am. And she's like, yeah, you do not need women like that to tell you what to do. Like, you – I can't believe you were even giving that white lady the time of day. Like, kind of just, like, going in on her for, like, being, like, kind to this other woman. And then finally she looked at her, and she was like, oh, that was my mom. <laughs> oh, my God. Because <laughs> she was like – my mom's this, like, blonde, like, oh white lady. God. And she's like, I don't look a lot like her. And she's like, I look more black than white. And she was like, but the black woman just kept saying, like, you do not need attitude from people like that. And she was like, my mom was yelling at me about, like, <laughs> getting to work late and, like, all this stuff. I was like, oh, my gosh, that's so funny. So funny. I mean, not yeah. funny. That's, like, sad because I bet that, like, would be hard as, like, a, you know, for, like, her. Yeah. But, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, like, what are the odds? That means people mind your damn business. I agree. Mind your business. I mean, I need to listen to that like 80 oh, million we, times. Well, but everyone does. <laughs> everyone does. But Trevor Noah said that it was like when he came to America, he was very clearly black. Yes. Like, so it was uh -huh. like decided for him immediately. He said when he first started doing stand up out in LA that they just called him Africa. Because they knew he was, like, actually from Africa. Oh, like, right. Like, literally just got here. Yes. From South Africa. Like, he would legit be African-American. Yes. But, like, to, like, um, society in there, he's white. But right. But here, he's black. black. That's crazy. Yeah. And he said, well, that's fine. Those are people I like better anyways or something like that. <laughs> yeah. But he thought, it's very... I'm glad there needs to just be more people that get on platforms that have like real experiences that can equate things better. Like yes. he's doing. Have better perspectives. Yeah, because yes. he puts perspective on like he realizes that he has a lot in common with like people in the South. Mm -hmm. Like how they talk and like how they were raised and stuff. He he is more like those people than he is like other people in America. So he just is able to, like, see – he tours, I'm sure. Right. So he is able to see a lot of – he does see the country. Yeah. Um, But just drawing, like, you know, how everyone is different, but also, like, kind of the same. Yeah. Which is crazy. 
Yeah, just giving, like, more perspective on stuff. Yes, and that it's, like, the world is big. Yeah, and then listening to the same one person you listen to. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) it's interesting. Yeah, he was cool. What else is going on? Um, so you are going kayaking. Yakking, yakking it up. Where do you go? Yakity yak. Don't talk back. Don't talk back. Um... Um, we're going to go to, I think, Alum. I don't know. It okay. depends on the time, how much time we have. Yeah. We can go right to um, Hoover, too. But still have to go pick up my car. Oh, and I decided that we were not going to volleyball tonight. Yes. Tell me about that. So, you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I read a lot of stuff. And one of the things I've been hearing a lot is, it's a lot of what Whitney Cummings says, is that, you know, you do things for other people. Yeah. Which is a good way to live, in theory, but then it comes down to, like, you're allowed to disappoint people if, like, it's not okay with you anymore. Yeah. I find myself in my adult years that, like, I do the majority of what I do for other people. Yeah. Like, that's just the way it is. And it's not, that's not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. That means, like, that I care about people and that I care about what people think about me. Like, I don't think that's a bad way to be. But today, or yesterday... My fucking windshield's cracked. I we just got new kayaks. I've been gone for a month every single weekend. I've been gone, like, just no time to do what I want to fucking do. Right. I love playing volleyball. We have a great time. It's a blast every single week. You were there last week. It's yeah. fun. We ha- You guys had a blast. Like, it's yeah. fun just bullshitting and hanging out. But I want to fucking go take the kayaks out. Yeah. And so I told Roger last night, I was like, I don't want to go. I want to go do that tomorrow. And he was like, okay. <laughs> and just kind of looked at me and I was like, I'm tired of always doing what other people want me to do. Like, I, it's a commitment and I'm there 99% of the time. If I don't want to go one week, and also we would be late because I have to fucking go get my car. It's like, it was just way too many things. I was like, yeah. why am I running all over and killing myself when I want to go do one thing? I don't need to go do the other thing. And there's other people who don't show up sometimes. Of course. Yes. Yeah. It's a casual league. Like, yeah. I don't have to be there every week. I just have been because it's fun and I enjoy it. I'm like, ugh. I don't know. It's proud hard, of though. you. It's That's a hard That's a hard one to stick to, though. It won't last for me. I'm, I'm the same way. Mine's more, um, I think, work-related. I mean, friend-related, too, but I, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know how to describe it. Like, even what we were kind of just talking about before this of, like, things moving around and shifting at work and, like, me doing new things oh, yeah. and me being, like, should I do that, should I not? And then yeah. I'm, like, gosh, I, I don't want to disappoint anyone who yeah. thinks I should, you know, do something new or I should take on more or whatever. But then I'm, like, I'm really enjoying what I'm doing and isn't that okay? And, like, yeah. even things like that that are, like, you know, you don't always – and Max 100% like lives his life like that. Like he's so good. Like not that he's not a giving, caring person, but like he, is, yeah. he just – if he doesn't want to do it, he doesn't do it. If he like doesn't make him happy, he doesn't usually do it. He yeah. doesn't like worry about things he shouldn't worry. Yeah. Like even yesterday there was like a whole thing and I like put myself in a situation that I didn't need to take charge of and I did. And afterwards I felt bad because I like – kind of bulldozed over people which I can't help it but I just was like no one was doing it and Max was like but that wasn't your thing to do like Mm -hmm. just because you're like Mm -hmm. involved in something it doesn't mean you need to immediately be in charge and it doesn't mean you immediately need to solve everyone's Mm -hmm. problems like Mm -hmm. that wasn't your problem to solve and you easily could have just been like well let me know when there's a decision you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like you don't need to be that person Mm -hmm. like Oh, but I hate when things are not solved. Yeah, that's just annoying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get it, but then I also get it. Like, just let me fucking do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, legitimately, for summer school that I'm doing, my actual admin assistant principal, he just keeps telling me anytime I see him in the hallway, he's like, oh, I just keep telling people, oh, Miss Hinkley's with me. She's got it. And, like, I do. Yeah. I have it. I already have everything, like, all situated for us, all organized for us, like, ready to roll. But it's just one of those things, like, God damn it. Like, I like being that person, but also, like, you do it. Yeah. <laughs> Why do I have to be that person always? It's not always, I don't want to say fair because it's my job, 
But I'm just like, why? Why? You do some of it. Yeah. But. Boundaries. Yeah. It's hard when you are either trying to move up in the system. Yeah. Or, like, trying to prove yourself. Yes. I mean, it's just hard to set those. Yeah. I mean, I'm also, like, the queen of telling people exactly how it fucking should be. So, that's how I feel, though. If you're going to be how I am, then you also have to be willing to bust your ass. Because yeah. if you're going to call out that something isn't right, then you better be doing it to the T. Because yeah. you just said that them, them, and them are not doing what they're supposed to. Yeah. So, but, you know, I've gotten way better at chilling the fuck out on all that. So, means I can be a bigger piece of shit. Yeah. Well, that's even, like, when I went from full-time to part-time. Like, I had a huge sense of guilt that, like, people I worked with were working full-time. Yeah. And Max had to be like, they're being paid to work full-time. You are not. Like, what is there to feel guilty about? And I was like, I don't know. It's just like, I'm not working as hard. And he's like, the hours that you're working, are you working hard? And I'm like, yes. And he's like, cool. So are they. (laughs) They just work more hours than you do. But, like, it's hard – I, like what you said, like when you feel like you need to prove yourself mm-hmm. and you're like, gosh, I don't want people to think I just sit around eating bonbons all day. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean whether but, it's like motherhood or your career or working out or whatever it is, that's just the society that we live in. And I feel like even trying to prove yourself that like I'm a part time, I'm a part time worker, but I'm, you know, on the other days I have my kids full time and I do like, yeah, even that to you feels like that's you sh- not enough. Like you yeah. should be proving yourself more in either world. Exactly. Like when I'm like at the dance class on Tuesday and they're all talking about like that, how they don't go to roosters fucking life. I know. Right. <laughs> but and then like I am at work the next day and they're like, tomorrow we're doing this. You need to come to this meeting. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't work on Thursdays, you know, yeah. like. Just stuff like that that, I don't know, you just constantly feel bad being like, sorry, can't, or Mm -hmm. sorry, whatever. I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I don't like feeling like an inconvenience, like 100%. That's like my biggest fear. Yeah. Yeah, or not useful. Right. That one of my admins did that to me this year. Just constantly was not, was, I, I would say slightly doing it on purpose, but leaving me, doing things at times I couldn't do it. Yeah. And so then after like the 12th time, I was like, just emailed like, you know what? If you have anything you ever want from me, just let me know. But otherwise, I'm not going to be there. Yeah. They were like, all right, no problem. And guess what? They had something that they wanted me to do the next time. I was like, oh, okay. It just took me saying like, you can fuck off (laughs) before you wanted anything. Go ahead and fuck right off. Yeah, like you fuck off. But it's true. Got to have boundaries. Do you feel like men... Are like that? Like, feel like they have to prove themselves all the time? No. No? Okay. No. I don't either, but then I'm like, that could be Max. Like, Max is just a very chill person. Like, maybe there's other guys who do feel that way. No, there are guys that do feel that way. We both just work in a field where men are already, like, a little more sought after than women are in our field. Yeah. Well, I also think it depends what we're talking about. Like, I don't think men feel like they need to prove themselves at their job. No. I think men feel like they need to prove themselves in other areas. Yeah. Like, I bet Max probably feels like he needs to prove he's a good dad. Agreed. Or, you know, he's a good husband yeah. or things like that. Yeah. But, like, I don't feel like in business working world, men feel like they need to go above and beyond. Or, or like, prove that they are doing what they said they do yeah. or, like, anything like that. Yeah, that's a blanket statement. But I'm it gonna, is. I, but I'm going to say correct for the majority of that <laughs> i'm sure that there's someone's probably like no i really i'm always trying to prove myself yeah and i would say you're the minority in that situation i would too at least thinking about it yeah i don't think men think about it as much as we do yeah then yeah yeah it also could be the type of job too there might be a whole category out there right that men do and they they do think that but i um saw this I don't know if it was a commercial or what it was but it was a woman and she was an entrepreneur and she was saying it's just like so hard in the business world she was like even getting my business started like Mm -hmm. the people you're going to ask for money are typically older men like that's who are going to be investors yeah and she's like I found as a woman entrepreneur I had to be 10 times more prepared to defend and explain my idea than if I was just a dude that was like Here's a cool idea. Yeah, I believe that. And I believe it because, like, I don't know. I just feel like 
there's always constant and it's interesting max has been like noticing more stuff like this too just in terms of like men and women and the way the world is we're not the world well yeah probably the world the way the world works and all that and like it's just interesting to kind of see certain times to be like yep i bet that time if that had been a guy or that had been a girl Mm -hmm. yeah it's interesting huh we got there, didn't we? Huh, I don't know where we went, but huh. Um, I feel like I had something else I was going to tell you. Oh, Jeff insures your cousin's something or other. Oh, his company? I Maybe, but this is how I found out, okay? So he went to have, like, lunch or dinner. I don't know. Like, because they, do, like, insurance Wines agents do stuff dines. like that, right? And... Like, he brought his wife or something, and then all of a sudden, um, they realized because she listened to the podcast. Oh, my gosh. That is my cousin's wife. Because she um, was like, did you leave a review on their podcast? Or did your brother leave a review on their podcast? Because, like, the name was on there, and she put it together. And he was like, yeah, how do you know them? Isn't that funny? Oh, my god! Our podcast is bringing people. Well, that's not true. They already knew each other. But our podcast is making people realize that they knew each other all How along. weird. Yeah. So, is that the cousin that owned this? Yeah. Okay, that's what I figured. Yeah, and lives like five minutes down the road. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that's really funny. When did that happen? Well, Jeff told me about it at Taylor's birthday this past weekend. Okay. So, it had to have been recent that okay. they put it all together. I, we just saw the Mother's Day weekend. He didn't say anything. So, I yeah. If he had I bet it was yeah. recent. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, oh, Courtney's cousin listened to the podcast? Yeah, because <laughs> she, yeah, yeah, she's great. Love it. Um, her name's Sam. Um, but she texted me one day, and, she, and in quote, she was like, yeah, I listened to your podcast or something like that. Because, <laughs> like, that was the only way she would have gotten that information. <laughs> and I was like, listen, I'm putting it out there for the world. There's no shame in it. That is so funny. <laughs> that is. What a small world. I know. So small. Huh. Yeah, he owns a construction company. Okay, cool. Yeah, uh huh. And just keeps building things like for him for the, their family. Yeah. So yeah. Well, okay. So we have Taylor scheduled to come next week, which is yeah. exciting. Yes, yes, yes. I need to send her the list that Bailey made, and we need to add okay. the people that we've already done. So I don't know. Remind me to do that. But okay. then Jeff is going to be after Taylor, and so I told him Tuesdays and all of that. So okay. Jeff, if you're listening, put this put it in your calendar. Yeah. That sounds good. That'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, are we going? Wait, we're gonna do it on Tuesday. Are we going? Are we coming to my house next Tuesday? Yeah, I'm just gonna bring okay. Taylor over here. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, that sounds good. Because I love she that we plan our. I know, I know. <laughs> on the podcast, everyone needs to know what we're doing. But she lives right by the golf course, so I literally can drop Max off, swing oh right God. around. It's gonna be great. Can we talk about how annoyed I was that the house across the street from you is like almost? If it had 500 more square feet. It would have been a real actual contender. Okay, but here's the thing, though, why I still think it should have been. That whole basement had so much possibility. It was the whole house. Yes, but there it was priced too high for well, that's having true. an unfinished basement. It should have been, if the basement was finished, it yes. could have been priced that high. I'll be interested to see if they how, get that. what it goes for. I agree. To me, it's like the smallest house in the neighborhood. It thinks it's like a big cheese and can go for that much money. Well, the woman who's selling, um, she's older, and it's honestly probably like realtors were just like, if you are thinking about selling anytime soon, yeah, just do it, it and well, see what we can get. What is it like twenty or forty thousand dollars over the last time it was it was um, sold is what it's listed. It's for. forty thousand more than what 40, we bought our house for. Yeah, and our house is like that's like fifteen hundred square feet. Our house is like twenty three hundred yes. square feet. Yes. Yeah. He sent me, Roger sent me one today that is the exact layout of your house, close to your neighborhood. He was like, what do you think about this one? Like, I really like it. And I was like, yeah, I like this. And then today I was like, that is the exact layout of Kelly and Max. A lot of work has to be done to it. Yeah. But, like, if you can get it for that price, it's a good yes. deal. Yes. But you've got to be prepared to roll another 10, 20 grand back into it. Heather sent me one that was similarly priced to the house across the street. Yeah. In my opinion, it was way better. But it was in... A neighborhood like just right outside our neighborhood okay. which is still a nice neighborhood yeah. it's just not like I think I don't even know if it's considered Hilliard yeah I think it's Columbus 
Um, but like they don't have the sidewalks or just like little yeah. things like that. But honestly, yeah. it's like not bad at all. But it was like a really nice house. It was a multi-level, which I don't love multi-levels. But Heather sent it and she's like, do you want to buy this house for me? <laughs> I was like, yes, I do. You literally be in like walking distance. They're not far now, but yeah, you know. Yeah, it's crazy. You can just tell that the school year is about to wrap up because the market is being flooded with, yeah. with big homes. Yeah. It's not the little, like, flips that are being done. Yep. It's the big houses that are coming for sale. So you can definitely tell it's happening. Well, Max and I decided when we win the million yeah, um, that we are going to redo our whole house. It's going to be good. great. Listen, there's a decent chance that someone we, we know, know will win the million. Yes. Like, maybe not, like, know enough to, like, do anything fun no, with the money no, no, with them no, but no like no. oh I went to college with that yeah. person uh-huh. congrats they said the age group of 30 was it 20 25 to 45 went up like an astronomical amount after he announced this yes I was like good for you daddy Dwine. I agree I mean because quite honestly there were so many people that I guarantee just were like yeah the people that, like, work for me are like, yeah. I just don't have time. Yeah. Like, I don't, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I can get a million dollars? let me get up in there. Yeah. Uh-huh. There's, like, other states that are, like, doing it now, too, but we were the first ones yeah. that they're, like, doing it. Which, Smart. I don't know, controversial as, like, it could be, it served the purpose that they wanted it to serve. Listen, he attacked it head on and literally not another person said anything about it. Yeah. Because he, it paid off. Now, he would have gotten shit if it wouldn't have worked. But yes. it worked. So yeah. that's all that matters. Max's whole thing is he was like, the money that they already gave, like, yeah. in terms of, like, taxes. And people are like, this yeah. is what our tax money's going to. Yeah. It's like, the money that they got for the, I don't know the exact name of it. What was it? The, like, pan- relief. relief. Yeah. All of that's already been allocated for, like, everything yes. everywhere. Yes. So, like, yes. this is, like... You know. It's not, it's different. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's a different fund. Yeah. Yeah. The amount of money that the federal, that's a whole nother ad. <laughs> we'll get to that beast another time. That's a whole nother problem. We'll do a political episode soon, guys. No, 100% not. <laughs> but like our kids. We've never kids done is, any politicians. No. Oh. Like as our people. They got a lot of shit. Yeah. We'd have to dig up some like Ronald Reagan, like some old dirty shit that you're like, wait, Bill Clinton, what Monica Lewinsky. Yeah, like crazy shit. Although I think we already know about about that, but maybe who knows? Who knows? You could just do Bill Clinton, and that's a fucking. Who did Marilyn spot. Monroe like have an affair with? Yeah, him. Well, no, uh, Kennedy. Yeah. Okay. Kennedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did was like, no, it was the hot wait, one. Who did we? Have we done that before? Because I feel like we've talked about that. Once I don't again, think so. Spreadsheet. 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 Bailey's screaming right now if I'm we did or sorry, didn't. Bailey. <laughs> I was so happy that you and Bailey came to volleyball. That was fun. I had so much fun. I just like could have hugged Max through the phone when he was like, kids are already asleep. Stay as long as yeah. you want. It's like, thanks, babe. Thanks. You're the best. Yeah. But to be fair, neither of them nap well that day and they went down in like a second. They're just like yeah. out cold. Yeah. That's Love okay. it. Yeah. Gotta have those days. And it was random too. Like you two yes. weren't supposed to come, so that made it even more fun. Random stuff's always better. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks. And hit us up, twogirlsinohio at gmail.com, and then Instagram, twogirlsinohio. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.